we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what you bugging as Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> Eating crackers. How about corned beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. How are you, Sal? Good, be so. It's been a long time. It has been a long time between you, drinks. You went noodling. Noodling. Oh gosh. Yes. Did that end up being because I did send you a few texts while you were away, and you're saying the crowds were down? Did they? It did, hell. Did it pop back up? Did no, it... not really. Well, it's difficult to say because I'd never done one before, mm. so it's hard. But all the punters, you know, like all the stall owners that were back there were, you know, they were geared up. Like a lot of the big name restaurants, they had like three storefronts and 20 staff. So obviously in the past, it's been huge. Mm. No. Not so this time. No. I mean, I literally <laughs> just turned into a bloody town crier for two right. weeks to try and drum up trade yeah just had to yell and yell and yell I was next to we're in between Harajuku Gyoza and um, oh, this Indian Dosa company yep and Harajuku have this company policy where they all yell out you know they all go um, Gyoza with banana yeah anyway and they all yell right so they do that they do it all night so they're making so much noise that you kind of had to make noise no, just to keep up just to kind of so you weren't you know so we had to sit there the whole time yelling and spruiking and yeah but it wasn't great crowds weren't great we had a few little you know flashes of brilliance but you know that's not exactly fun though Oh, it's hard, Yakka. I don't like mine working if it's full on and you're being flogged and there's lots of money coming in. It's a whole different story. But that, you know, drag and your ass around all day waiting for people to come and buy stuff. But they didn't really even advertise it for the first eight days. Like, there was no signage up in the streets. And, and then after, on about day eight, they put some signage up. And, and you started getting some people. Mm. But it was like, didn't it go for like three weeks? for 18 days yeah right too long I reckon that's where they make their money just in that extra you know it should be 12 days yep so that extra 6 days I'm sure is just their cream yeah you know and did your mate do okay no. just break even no oh. see that that sucks you know it sucks for Melbourne too because then that person's definitely not coming back next year but they have so many food things like you know, just even while that was on, like the first weekend it started, the Taste of Melbourne was on, which is a new event that was down at Albert Park. Yep. Huge. Um, so my, a lot of people went to that. And then the following weekend there was a big um, Latino festival down in Smith Street. And that was huge. So there's stuff going on all the time. And when all the storeholders were kind of getting pissed and talking to the organisers, they were saying, but we've done, we've done the same thing as we've done for past three years oh, yeah. yeah that would be the problem yeah you don't do new, the same thing there's new stuff now yeah and there's more stuff going on you have to actually evolve you can't just keep on wheeling out the same old 
shit. <laughs> and so you were obviously too busy working to go around and taste other stuff, though. Oh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> you went out and had a bit of a feed? Yeah. Yeah, so... Honestly, every day I wander around and, you know, try and... A few different things. Different stuff. Because all the storeholders, they all swap. Mm. But almost one of the best things I had, right, there's a whiskey bar there. And he'd come over and we made... So we did two things. We did these noodle balls. They were pumpkin and ginger noodle balls. And so they were all fried and we stuck them on a stick. Hang on. Just go back a step. How do you make a noodle ball? Okay. So you have a whole bunch of noodles. Yep. And then you cook up a whole lot of pumpkin. We roasted it up and threw it in with a whole bunch of um, ginger and chili and some eggs and some flour and it binds okay. it all together. Yep. But you just kind of bind it together in the middle and all the noodles all stick out and they all go all crunchy. Yep. And then what, you just shallow fry it or deep fry We it? had deep fryers. Yep. So I stunk like a fish and chip owner. <laughs> For <laughs> <Three> a <month>. I <laughs> know, I was staying at a friend's house and she, I'd get home and I'd quickly go and have a shower and I'd put my clothes in a bag and I'd throw them outside. And she'd go... I really appreciate that you're doing that, but that smell still <laughs> emanates from your bedroom. I'm like, I know, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, so we did that. And it was really funny because the Asians thought that our fried noodle balls were so weird. They just couldn't get, get their, their head, head around it. Yeah. And so I'd take them out to someone. I'd go because I'd swap for something that they had. And, you know, everyone would sit around at the end of the night and have a beer and a snack. And so they loved them because they were really good with beer. Yeah. You know, they'd sit there and just eat and they thought it was just so bizarre anyway and the other thing we did that was really popular we did this beetle leaf burger which was two beetle leaves and in the middle of it we filled it with chicken mince with you know kaffir lime leaves and chili and fish sauce and stuff and then we dipped it in tempura batter and we fried it oh that sounds quite nice and then we put it in a soft bun with some um shredded chinese cabbage and herbs and some sriracha and mayo Freaking delicious, right? It was almost like stoner food. It was so good. So they all loved it. So the whiskey guys just loved them. So they come over every night and go, you know, do you want some whiskey cocktail? Not really. You know, it was so hot. You just wanted cold beer. Yeah. And um, so they brought over these cookies. And they had these whiskey sugar cookies that were made by Mama Fuku in New York. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were like Mrs. Fields. You know how Mrs. Fields yeah. does those chewy biscuits? Yeah. Shit, they were good. I'll just woof those down for <laughs> a bucket load. But the best cooked meal I probably had. And then I fell in love with this thing. There was um, a restaurant called Man- Man- Mantu. Anyway, and they did the fried... Because the Wonder Bao buns are still huge. You know those little steam buns? Yeah. They're never really, never really got them. I've tried them in a few places and I've always wondered whether I just haven't tried them at somewhere that makes them good because I've never really never really got them but anyway yeah, yeah they're alright but I mean that place had queues all the time they were doing these little wonder bowls with you know crab and stuff in them but the little store next door to them used to do this beautiful braised pork in a pepper sauce with pickled vegetables and a little fried piece of that steam bun yep that was my favourite, mm. so I made friends with her. <laughs> and then there was another guy that was doing pork belly, which was amazing. Well, but you know, how much pork belly can you eat? Mm, a fair bit. Yeah, I know. A fair, fair bit. 
But you know, you get amazed at those things. People just line up for bloody spring rolls. You know, they all want the same old shit. What about um, now? I can, it's, it's the one I can never pronounce. Gazoya, gazoya, gazoya. The, the gyoza. Gyoza. <laughs> I told you I can't pronounce it. That were the people next to us. But banana, they weren't really. Banana, banana, woo! So they did because they're up here in Brizzy, Harajuku. So the dude was from up here. Um, and you know they would do pork, and then they'd do banana and Nutella. They did peanut and white chocolate. Sweet ones. Yeah. See, I... With ice cream. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can sort of get that. So we went... So we thought... All oh, right, we need to do some dessert. So we went and got... Donuts. <laughs> Already pre-made little sugar donuts. And we'd fry them up in the fryer. Mm. And we made salted caramel. And we'd... Do like donuts on a stick with salted caramel sauce. Yeah, very noodly. People would go, oh my god, they're the best donuts in the world. I said, oh, <laughs> yeah, because you've deep... Anything fried you with deep sugar fried it. I just love them. I, I, and I'm not quick enough making them to warrant making them all the time. Yeah. I usually make like a full batch and then mm. freeze. But they're yeah. great finger food. I love them. Yeah. What donuts? No. Gyoza. <laughs> <laughs> Gyoza. <laughs> I have to wait for you to say it so I can repeat it. Because now I've got the wrong pronunciation in my head and it'll never go away. I'm struck with it. So it was pretty hilarious and it was long. Yeah, 18 days straight working would be... I was only there 14 days because I went to our listener's wedding, Mm. young Shirley's wedding. I know, can you believe she's been living in sin all those years? Mm-hmm. I found out the other day, yesterday actually, that my Vanessa's aunt and her partner did not approve of us living together before being married. Oh, good old fashioned. Mm. Oh, unless they kept it to themselves. No, they told her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just never knew about it. <laughs> it just seems weird now that someone could disapprove of that. Like, there's so many other completely wrong things going on yeah, in the world. Got more. <laughs> Who's got the time to be upset about two people living together that yeah. aren't married? But anyway, I just thought that was bizarre. Funny. Yeah, weird. And I, come to think of it, I think we went and stayed with them once and we stayed in a separate bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll show them. So, mm, here yeah, for that one night. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, was yeah. um, Shirley's wedding a big bash? No, it Lots was of people. very, very small. Mm-hmm. Just her family and just a couple of friends. I'd imagine there would have been a fair bit of food involved. Oh, my goodness. There was so much food. I kept on saying, when are the other 120 people <laughs> rocking up? There is so much food. So, it was beautiful. It was at um, Biota. Biota. And... Um, so we'd gone the night before and we had the degustation. That was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful room and it's all stunning and staff are good and attentive. And, very, very you know. is it sort of country feel, country? Yeah, so it's country. So Barrel, do you know what Barrel mm. is? Yeah. So the restaurant itself is kind of almost right in the middle of town. Oh, okay. But it's on quite a big 
block. Um, you know, there's a lake and they've got their hot house and yeah. veggie garden and chook yard with no chooks and mm. bees with no bees and my bees stuff are like doing that. okay. My chickens, I bought, I got ten. Well, I think I don't think we've talked since. I got ten new chickens. Oh. Um, and I put eight down the bottom in the big chook pen. Yeah. And then I've got three, the one chicken I had and two of the new new chickens up the top. So that I've always got a couple of eggs up the top, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've got a bloody goanna. Oh. Raiding the chook pen down the bottom. So I've got eight chickens down the bottom, but I'm not getting any eggs. Oh, how do you get the goanna out? Um, guinea fowl, electric fence. Mm. Not much, they reckon. I'll stop a guinea, uh, like a completely sealed chook pen. Yeah. But like even high fences, eight foot, ten foot high fences, they just climb over the top of it. So it's so, sort of seen a little, because I, I like old, you know, Mr. Mm. Google will tell me how to fix this problem. And there's little YouTube clips of like four foot goannas climbing over six foot high chicken white fences. Shit. And they reckon once they know the eggs are there, um, oh. they... Is, can you move your shed? No. Is that not a movable shed? No, it's about as immovable as a shed as you could possibly get. Yeah, it's right. more part of the landscape now than... <laughs> than <laughs> oh, so you don't have one of those modern ones on wheels that you move no, around? No, it's, it's a big old proper <laughs> chook shed covered in... It's it's like about as traditional as a chook shed as you get. It's covered in a passion fruit vine. Ah, awesome. Be- beehives are, are inside the run so that you can't... Mm. Um, so that... Well, the theory is oh, there's little pests and stuff that live in the ground underneath beehives that's not good for them, so the chickens scratch it up and eat oh, the beetles. Oh, perfect. Um, got a fig tree in there, bananas, a lemon, a, a mulberry. All in your chook yard? Yeah. Fucking big chook yard? Yeah, it's... Prob- is that the orchard? No. That is chook yard in the orchard? No, but eventually I want to do the same thing with the orchard where it'll get completely fenced in. Yeah, right. And but I'll probably use chicken and sheep in there. And the same thing, keep all the grass down around the fruit trees and and a bit of self-fertilization and stuff like that. Yeah, right. So the mulberry's only little, but the fig trees now, the fig trees actually in the chook house part, not in the run. Yeah. And I know I'd have 40 figs on it this year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I'll be um I've started wandering down after dinner, take the twins for a walk just to sort of, because they get a bit ratty at the end of the day mm. and they're interested in the chickens. So I take them down and um, just, uh, yeah, sort of have a look at the chickens and have a bit of a chat to them and give them the scraps and check the figs and water the mulberry tree if it needs a bit of water and check the bananas. Beautiful. Mm. What a lovely day, way to end the day. Mm, well, it's summer anyway. Might be so much fun in winter. It always used to be my job was feeding the chickens mm. every night, take yeah, the chook bucket down. I think that'll be Curtis, yeah, Curtis's sort of first job. It's great. Loved it. Feed the chickens. Watch out for the snakes, mate. Mm. <laughs> no um, so yeah, I was like, like it's good because I've like even with the three eggs a day from the chooks up at the house, I'm getting enough eggs. Yeah. But. You know, I sort of wanted to, you know, give you some eggs and do a bit of trading with some eggs. And yeah. That unfortunately, has not happened yet. 
No, but you've got a very happy goanna. Yes. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> he's getting six eggs a day. <laughs> How nice is that cheese? Mm, nice and runny. That's a goat's cheese. Um, something. Something, something. Good brand recognition there, so. Well, it's a new one. I've never seen it before. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, you, you did the degustation on the first night. What did you have the next on the actual and wedding day? And then on the actual wedding day, so they got married and then they handed around these, um, you know, hors d'oeuvres things, which was like big potato crackers full of crab and, mm-hmm. um, oh shit, I had to take photos of everything so I'd remember. They had asparagus um, wrapped in some kind of seedy stuff and some bread with cheese gruyere and stuff on it which was delicious oh it was all beautiful anyway and then so we had that and beautiful drinks and stuff and then all of a sudden they've well it's not all of a sudden they've been laying this massive table (laughs) with just plate upon plate upon plate of Salads and oysters and prawns and fresh tuna and kingfish and mental, just mental. <laughs> so then you ate for the next six hours. Heaving. So we ate that, but, but we could also see that there was um, a pig going around on a spit. Spit. We knew there was more. So coming. we knew there was more, and there was um, a thing saying a duck station. So we knew there was duck coming and that there was pig coming, and so. You were feasting on this thing, but you kind of knew that there was more <laughs> coming at some Saving point. a little bit room for the pork belly. Mm. So we had that, and then they pulled out the pork and duck and pancakes and... Oh, gosh. And then after that, they had... The, her cake was cheese. So <laughs> I did see... I saw a picture of that. cheese. Yeah. So we cut up all the cheese. and Mamma mia. I know, I was saying at about one o'clock, I was hoping they'd bring back out that pork again. You know how, like, you know those things where you eat a lot and then you start drinking and then you think, oh, now I can a bit go more. a bit of that bloody pork. <laughs> I couldn't quite wedge in before. <laughs> so, yes, the food was amazing and there was lots of it. That's where they almost need to offer, like, a, a morning after leftovers. Breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Look, we'll just wrap this up and put it away and we'll just come wouldn't back out. It would be awesome if they cooked the pork up in hash and had big porky potato pancakes and oh well, my, my relatives have learned because this year they said to me so john what would you like to have for christmas lunch this year and i'm like roast potatoes and they're like well you can do the roast potatoes and i'm like good what else would you like to cook and i said okay well i'll do my roast pork salad because i can um probably pre pre-cook the pork until it's sort of all done and then just flash it off mm. to finish it. Watch pork salad. So that's the one I did with the bread underneath oh, it. Oh, I have to tell you, mm. I ha- this is hilarious. Okay, so I do a Christmas class every year at Inner Pickle. Mm. This year I did your... <laughs> <laughs> I did the bread, the bread. right? Did you under use pork? Chicken. chicken? No, yeah. I did chicken. Which was what it was sort of the first one, but I think that's actually the worst yeah, well, because was, I think it's got le- it hasn't got as much fat as the lamb and the pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bloody good. Yeah, it's good. So I got them to get some cassler. I'm, I, we got cassler and we chopped up cassler and we ripped up all the bread and just I got them to toss it in just a little bit of um, parsley and 
garlic and then mm. we stuck the chicken on top. Top, yeah. And then, so then the chicken was cooked, pulled that out, and then in the breadcrumbs, I got a whole lot of baby spinach and then I put a little bit of mayo and French oh, dressing okay. over it and turned it into a nice salad. Yep. And I had that with the chicken and the potatoes and I did some other shit. But yeah, it was good. Mm, well, They're look, all going, oh my God, the bread's the best bit. The bread's <laughs> yeah, the best right. bit. Everyone's going off their tits oh, I'm gonna about have to, the bread. I'm going to have to get a proper sourdough, I think, this year. But the pork one, I do lettuce leaves. Um, lettuce leaves. Uh, what it, mung, uh, is it mung beans? What's the white ones? The bean sprouts. The long, white, crunchy ones. Are they mung beans? Oh, those little... Those ones you can't chew? No, no, they're like crunchy. They're like full of water and, and really crispy. You get them Oh, in bean sprouts. Bean sprouts, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, peanuts, mm. green apple. Oh, very Asian of you. Yeah, a bit of coriander. <laughs> um, mm. Something else. And then I used, uh, the dressing was just apple cider vinegar and a little bit of um, macadamia nut oil. Nice. Yeah. Mm. And then just chop the, chop the pork belly up into little chunks and... Toss that all through. Oh, beautiful! Mm, with the crunchy bread. So, what do you? What? What? Where's Christmas this year? Uh, at the brother-in-law's. They've just got a brand new kitchen. Yeah, right. So they're all keen to to crank stuff Mix through the up. kitchen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And do you all cook something? Like, is that how it goes, or they yeah. just let you cook something because you? No, every it's you lean that way. Everyone usually brings something, makes something different. Mm. So. And I'll bring the ham because we get a free ham, free half ham through work, so. Yeah, right. And when are we going to eat? Even with five kids, we're not going to eat half a fucking ham. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But anyway, it's traditional, so that's what they do. It is good. And it is good the morning after to have ham. Yeah. I love the ham chucked on the barbecue the morning after. The thing I find with modern ham, though, is it's gone the way of all pork and there's not enough fat. Yeah. I love smoky fat. Mm-hmm. It's just so lean. So hard to find nice, fatty ham. ham. I think one year I'm going to have to do some myself. Get some mm. borrowed ale or something and, mm. and um, yeah, pump it. And How's your smoker going? Yeah, it's good. I've got to do that, um, that um, pr- smoked paprika brisket again because it was just so good on pizza. Oh, yeah, right. They had the, I got that waggy secondary cuts and then had it with... You know, in like a burger with coleslaw and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I had a heap left over and I just cut, you know, cut it into the long strips and had it on um, pizza with barbecue sauce <laughs> two days later. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. So smoky. <laughs> Yum. We've decided that we're going to, there's a little corner near our tank and um, it's out, it's sort of, Really close to the house, but it's outside the fence that we put in to keep kids in. Yeah. So we're going to put a little... It sort of falls off to the corner. Yeah. But we're going to put a little retaining wall in and level it. And yeah. then put a pizza oven out there. Oh, perfect. So... Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm. I want a pizza oven. Yeah, even for, like... Roasts. Yeah, in just winter. To, just to cook shit in that so, tastes good. Because you... You know, like they hold heat for so long, so you could crank it up in the morning, mm. and then you know, stick a, a shoulder of lamb or something in it, 
my aunt, who now listens to our podcast, mm. hi Mim, um, her husband is Swiss and he's a beautiful, beautiful cook and they live in Healesville and they've got a big pizza oven. But he cooks everything in it. Like if they're having heaps of people over there, he pops everything in the yeah. pizza oven. Oh, it's just beautiful. I just, I would love to do, you know, have pizza nights, make pizza nights tradition mm. and just make up, you know, a heap of the doughs and just have all the toppings out there and just go, you know, you make your pizza up. Because in the like in those big wood-fired pizza ovens, they take, they're so quick. Yeah. You know, you whack them in, it's like, wait a minute, they're cooked, pull them out. So, you know, perfect for a party if you had 30 people. Well, I went to a wedding where they did pizzas. They mm. had these... Um, They'd made a, they just rolled out a whole bunch of pizza bases and they went up and they had all this stuff and they had two blokes actually were cooking them because yeah. obviously everyone got quite drunk. So you just got and say whatever you wanted and they just flip it on, in, boom, there you go. Okay. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a mob in Brisbane, oh, I guess there's probably mobs everywhere that do that that do um, mobile wood fired pizzas for because I, I went to weddings. Yeah, might same have been thing. them. Might have been them. And and it was awesome. Curtis was I think that was the first time Curtis had really had much pizza. Did he go? And he was just, yeah, he was just like, there was just these guys walking around going, would you like some pizza? And he goes, yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. We're at a party and they're offering us beer and pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. But um, I've got that sourdough starter, which I haven't really done much sourdough with, just because twins. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I've been doing for pizza is just if we're going to have pizza that night... I just throw a couple of tablespoons of the starter in and a bit of flour and a bit of water and sort of mix it up mm. until it's it's not like a dough, but sort of like liquidy. Yeah. Sort of like in, bet- in between a dough and a liquid. Mm. And then just put cling wrap on it and leave it for the whole day. Yeah, right. Awesome. And then by the time I've come home, it's like tripled in size. Mm. And I add just enough flour back into it to um, sort of make it, make it into the dough and then roll it into little balls, leave it for half an hour to sort of puff up a little bit and yeah it's been making really really nice pizza doughs nice mm. just a bit more flavour and yeah good the, pizza dough can't mm. beat a good pizza dough yeah yeah <sighs> I'm hungry now <laughs> mm. uh-huh. so I was going to tell you a little story we, went, we decided that we that Vanessa decided that she'd had enough um uh had enough of sort of being in the house let's get out of the house let's go to like one of the local pub club things oh, around did I see you Facebook this uh, where your kids sipping on bloody beer yeah yes, that's the one <laughs> champagne that was the one um, yeah. so we found one that had a good like kids section yeah. you know so they can go and run around and burn some energy but and that was really good and the venue was quite nice, mm. um, just in Ormo, sort of looked out over the oval and had a nice air-conditioned space and then a bit of space outside where mm. you could let the kids run wild and you weren't sort of irritating anyone. So that was really good. The food was not cheap. I think it was 30 bucks oh. for the pork ribs I got. Oh, shit. And they were... I'd say they'd come out of a box... That's my opinion. So, you know, like they came out pretty quick mm. and I just, I'm not convinced that they would have been slow cooking pork ribs all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say they bought them pre-cooked and yeah. marinated and they just whack them in a, 
in a combi oven for half an hour yeah. or ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, exactly but what they do. But they just were pretty, pretty crap for thirty bucks. Did you I'm take like, them back? No, no, too busy running around after children. And then they had um, so Claire got because we were out with our flatmate and his girlfriend. Claire got um, pulled pork sliders, mm. and again, I reckon the coleslaw was out of a. I don't think they made the coleslaw, and I don't think the pulled pork was made on premises. No, it just, you can buy big bags of pulled pork now. Yeah, it just it didn't. Nothing tasted like they'd really cooked it themselves. It yeah. all all tasted like it had been. Um, and look, the menu looked really nice. Like we sort of had to, you know, there was a there was a gnocchi on there. There was some risotto. Um, and uh, my mate Burmo, you know John Birmingham, he always says, you know, be careful of the risottos at at sort of clubs, clubs and pubs because a lot of the times it's made and frozen and then just reheated with mm. the bit of palms and stirred through. Um, and so I steer clear of that. And the gnocchi looked really nice, and I was like, oh, I feel like ribs, you know, ribs is good sort of pub food, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just it was pretty ordinary. No, nah, I hate that. So, but there's one down the road that's not as is not as fancy, and they have a wood-fired pizza oven, and they do wood-fired pizzas oh, there, which yeah. we've had before, which is not too bad. But we don't know what their kids section was like, and we thought we would try somewhere different because you never know, you don't know until you, you try. You never know exactly right. Um, but, but I would I, imagine all those big pubs are like that. I mean, it's all about the dollar, at least. That's it's yeah, a cost if, that's fixed. You know, you're not paying some chef. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. But if you're gonna, if the, I don't mind that. Like that's that's cool, but you're essentially playing for slightly better fast food, mm. really. So why are you charging me thirty bucks? Mm. You know, eighteen maybe, nineteen. I would have if I'd got that for eighteen bucks. I would have gone, oh well, it's eighteen bucks. What am I going to get? Do, do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. thirty bucks, thirty bucks is what a you're restaurant. Saying, you're saying you're doing something yourself, really. Well, you're, you're saying you're a restaurant, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's the sort of feeling I got, but. Maybe I'm a bit delusional. I don't pay for my my dinner that much, but I, I couldn't help thinking. You know, I wonder what thirty bucks would have got me at at Esquire. Yeah, because I probably could have got a decent feed at Esquire for thirty bucks mm. or thirty five. Don't know. I've been there for a while, but yeah, and and you know, and my thing about that too is, almost if you're going to do it, do something to it. Yeah, like. Okay, you're going to buy these ribs already braised. Do something to them. Yeah, Actually ma- eat one and work out what you're going to do to it to make it taste like it's been loved in your premises. Well, the barbecue sauce <sighs> tasted like we do a, um, a smoky barbecue marinade mm. at work. It's, it's a marinade. It's full of sugar and salt yeah. and numbers yeah. and, yeah. you know... It is what it is, but it, that's what this tasted like. Yeah, well, that's probably what it was. And I was just like, okay, buy the the, the ribs done, but, yeah, make... Make a nice sticky sauce yourself. Yeah, that, that, some... that no one else can do. You know, like, I keep thinking um, another mate of mine who's on Twitter was watching Surfing the Menu for the first time. Yeah. And he wrote this hilarious string of tweets about it. Yeah. Um... Is, is there a new one on? No, no. He was watching like the original oh, the surfing, old one. the, the oh, original yeah. surfing the menu, oh. and like he'd sort of seen. He must. It must be on Netflix or iView or something mm. where he was streaming it, mm. and sort of. I think he thought it was two got two actual surfers 
going around cooking stuff. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. two guys that couldn't surf <laughs> at all yeah. going around as an excuse to go around Australia and cook stuff. Yeah. So I think he sort of, um, on the premise, he thought that it was going to be something different to what it was. But yeah. I was like, I think these two guys just like surfing know that they're not very good at it and like hey the ABC is going to pay us to drive around Australia yeah, and yeah. surf yeah. happy days um, but I was telling him I said oh later on in that series they do um, they do that twice cooked pork belly mm. where he, he you cook the pork belly in coke and um, like a whole heap of sort of uh, like cloves and star anise and that sort of those mm. sort of spices and then you take it out take all the spices drain all the coke and spices away mm. and then you get this marinade and it's uh, it was sugar and water to make like a sugar syrup mm. Bundy rum um, horseradish KP sauce tomato sauce something oh and uh, apple cider uh, no not uh, malt vinegar mm. so you made the sugar syrup and then you added the malt vinegar and it yeah 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 and then you'd reduce it down then you'd add the tomato sauce and reduce it down add the KP reduce it down mm. and then right at the end you'd put the dash of rum in and the, and the um, horseradish mm. and turn the heat off so you wouldn't sort of cook too much yeah. of the horseradish out mm. and then you'd wrap it in this wrap the already cooked pork belly in this stuff overnight mm. And then you'd just finish it on the barbecue just really quickly. And, oh, it's just amazing. But, like, you could make a sauce like that pretty easily and buy your pre-cooked ribs in and slather it in that sauce. Like, you could make a massive big pot of that sauce up and stick it in the fridge. It'll last for a couple of weeks. It had that much fucking sugar in it. Mm. And if you put that on your pork ribs, people around Ormo would be raving about the Ormo Tavern's fucking pork ribs for miles to, to come. Yeah. I just think they have all these, and I don't know what chefs, chefs just sell out. Like, I mean, imagine the chefs that work in those joints that are just opening up boxes all the time. And, yeah. You know, it's like, what kind of chef are you? Surely you want to, you know, I kind of don't get it. I was watching um, Gordon Ramsay last night, Kitchen Nightmares, which is fast becoming my favourite show on TV. Because it's still going. We used to watch that all the time. I just love it. The and English or the American one? Ah. Uh, I think it was American. The, the English one we used to quite like because he, he was critical but he was constructive. Yeah. Like he was act, you actually... He's, very, he's amazing. He's you, very good. You actually got the feeling that he wanted to help the people. Yeah. When we watched the American one, now this might actually be a reflection on the people that he was talking to, not necessarily his attitude. Yeah. But his... It was almost like he's like, I can't believe you fuckwits. Are you the stupidest people I've ever talked well, to in my life? they're all fuckwits. I mean, they are all fuckwits. Every kitchen he goes through, they all have this stinking rotten old food in their cool room. I mean, I was saying last night, I mean, they know he's coming. Yeah, clean. clean out your freaking cool room. Yeah. They're, and they're all so arrogant. It's like, they've obviously someone's written in to say, can you come and help us? <laughs> And then when they get there, they're like, oh, don't tell me I can't cook. My food's 10 out of 10. And it's like, your food is shit. I, I used to like the ones where the person would actually sort of go away, calm down, have a think about it and go, okay, well, let's try some of this. Oh, like, I'm in the shit. Let's try some of this stuff. Mm. And then he'd come back six months later and, and they'd done like 50% of his stuff. But they were, you, you could see that they were on their way up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they'd sort of changed and... yeah. 
and they'd sort of they might not have done everything that he said but they had done enough that it sort of pushed them into changing things and they might have made further changes in a different direction than what yeah. he said but at least they were sort of growing rather yeah. than just doing what they'd always done yeah yeah but I he, love it he does he, he is a bit of an old school chef though he does like to tee off yeah <laughs> He does, but I mean, honestly, the pills you get in a kitchen, you know, they're all just so, they're just fucking lazy. Well, the, the, the guy I used to play darts with, he used to be the chef at one of the Irish pubs in the city. Mm. And I think he was sort of like, I think he was a really good chef and he was bored with what he was doing, but he didn't want to really push himself that hard to become mm. something better. Yeah. Amazing cook. He used to cook. He used to bring down... He was um, going out with one of the girls that worked for me and he used to bring her down lunch mm. and he'd bring down this amazing stuff all the time. Just little real simple stuff like it might be um, steamed veggies with thyme and, and butter. Yeah. But it was just, just so well done. Yeah. He, he taught yeah. me that um, that recipe that I do with the the beef and the cinnamon and chilli and you score the beef and you sprinkle the cinnamon and chilli on and bash it out flat Yeah. and then you cook it, you get the pan as hard as you possibly can Yeah. and basically cook it for three seconds each side and, yeah. it just, and it just sears off and then you cut it into little fine strips yeah right and you then, like I have it with mashed potato um, this, this, this is Vanessa's favourite recipe can we hear him? do I need no. to close the door? Sorry. Um, <laughs> but then the sauce you do uh, beef stock reduced. Yeah. Uh, red chilli paste. Yeah. I think that's it. And butter. And that's your sauce over the top of this cinnamon and chilli beef. But it's not. Yum. It's not. It's not a curry taste. It's not a Asian mm. flavour at all. It's quite. Quite rich, actually. Yeah, it sounds and, really. And you need to have it with lots of mashed potato because it's got quite a punch. Mm. And and then usually just some. Um, you want. And you some... can't just have a little bit of mashed potato. No, no, you gotta have you gotta have a lot of mashed potato. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you have it with um, like snap uh, snow peas or something crunchy. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. As as your greens. Yeah. 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 So I might cook that tomorrow Yum. night. That's a really good dish. Gosh. But it's like, and that was the one. I, I cooked it for the family at one gathering mm. and this the, the family member came back and said, oh, can, can I have the recipe? So I wrote him out the recipe mm. and, like, I'm really impressed that, you know, it goes in the pan for three seconds because it's got to have... And you've got to cut it really thin because you, use, you need something like rump or it's got to have no fat in it like no yeah. no through it because you're cooking it so quickly and it's raw yeah um you sort of just want a, a lean piece of meat so yeah. a few times that you know yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. advocate a lean piece of meat um yeah. and then so when you cook it and you cut it in these little thin strips mm. it just still pulls apart because it's so thin yeah 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 but you want that crisp raw crisp yeah 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 and so i'll give you the recipe Six months later, talking to her on the phone, she goes, "Oh, I cooked your recipe last night for a party. It went down really well. Everyone loved it." <laughs> but um, she goes, "I cooked it. I cooked it all the way through. Though there's some people that didn't like, oh. <laughs> didn't like their meat raw. Like, 
Oh. oh what, do you, what, what, what do you do? What do you, you say? Do I was like, that's sort of the point of the yeah, dish. Yeah, that's the point. That's the whole dish. Have you, have you eaten, um, is it tartare? Tar- yeah, I love tartare. With the egg yolk over yeah, the top? Yeah, it's good. Yum and all I'm, the bits. I've never been brave it's enough good. to eat it. Oh, you'd love it. Why are you not brave enough to eat it? I don't know. Oh, God. I almost ordered it at, um, um, when we went to Aria. Huh? Will I close the door? He's very loud. If you want. I can cut that out. That's no worries. I'm just gonna tell. I'm gonna clap so I've got a big spike to have a reference. There you go. Very clever. Very professional. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So what? It's good. It's a good dish, Tartan. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Because it's all the bits that go with it. You know, you always have your capers and you've got the beautiful creamy egg yolk and yep. and you've got your sweet and sour and all your, you know, it's just delicious. I'd want to be really sure of the person prepping it, I think. Well, no one, I mean, you're not going to order it in a pub. No. You're only really going to get offered it in a fine restaurant. Restaurant. going to prepare it properly mm. and have nice fresh meat mm. and... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know you're know, not going to find it at your local cafe. All right. Next time I go out, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> Next time you're out somewhere posh, mm. it's on the menu. Uh, 2018, I reckon. Oh. <laughs> Should be the next time I go out somewhere posh. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be... <laughs> if I go down to the Ormo Tavern, I don't think they'll have <laughs> steak tartare. No, I don't. I don't think they sell that pre-prepared. No. That would be pretty bad. If <laughs> just cut it out of a vacuum bag. Spunk it on a plate. Would that be bad? Mm. So, have you done anything else food wise since you come home? Uh, what have I been doing? No, I had a lot of catering. So, I've been doing a bit of cooking. I did um, a beautiful catering job actually the other night where um, I made porchetta. Mm hmm which was fantastic. I actually dug out this old recipe and I realised, I've made it a few times before, but it's a recipe from Gennaro, you know, mm. Jamie Oliver's yeah. thing. I've probably told you about it before, haven't no. I? So I got beautiful pork shoulder and I trimmed off all the pork and then I minced it and then I cooked it up with um, onions and heaps of apples and, um, you know, fresh sage and lots of salt and pepper and stuff and then I stuffed it back in did it up and then cooked the pork I mean it was mind-blowingly fantastic anyway does it it come out do you cut it like a slice yeah kind of well it's quite big so you kind of you know cut it in pieces I always peel the crunchy off and chuck that up into bits and then cut it into slices yep and then I made this great sauce because you know if you want to go and buy proper stock it's really expensive Mm. right so what I did was I got some of the um, bits, the bits that were hanging off it, and um, I 
got a packet of Maggi, Maggi brown gravy mix and I popped that in with things and some water and some onions and stuff and I boiled it up and then I drained off that liquid yeah. and then I poured all the pork juices off and I added it to this thing. Honestly, it was the best sauce yeah. ever. Just having that basis of the Maggi sauce gave it a bit of guts that I couldn't get without bones boiling for hours and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I did that thing where I made lots of you know, beautiful sauce. And then I got this beautiful piece of um, Cape Grim beef. Oh, my God, it was amazing. And then did all the old things. Like what we'd had at Spices, I did a big whole pumpkin. I did beautiful potatoes. I did a beautiful wild onion salad. and Oh, it was good. Delicious. Delicious. I'm going to do my palms and roast potatoes on Christmas Day and send you a photo. You know, the ones where Ooh. I slice them and... Oh, yeah, and they all fan out. Open up a bit and then you pour the palms and um, butter down the middle. Yum. They are the best. God. They're very decadent. I was wondering what they'd be like if I'd used duck fat or half duck fat, oh, half they'd butter. Be bloody perfect, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> Just crisp them up a little bit more. Yeah. Yum. I'm thinking about, I think, uh, the next... The next uh, project is definitely going to be geese. Oh. Found a few people selling geese around the traps. So. Yeah, nice one. That might be the next, the next farming adventure. It could be next Christmas's lunch. Well, I think there's a, it might be a little, a little sort of side farm earner because lots of people want geese. Yeah, right. You know, and they're hard to get, but it's not like you walk into a butcher and say, I'll no. just have that goose sitting in the window. No. Thanks, mate. Someone was offering goose last year. I think it might have been Shirley, actually. Hmm. Um, let me get one, though. I don't know what we're doing for Christmas this year. Not, go, what, not going back f- to Vic. Yeah, I'm going back to Vic, but I don't know what the I don't know what the food. I don't know what the food is. It's a small Christmas this year because you know one Christmas on, one Christmas off. off. Yeah. This year is a small Christmas, as everyone's off doing other things but they're all arriving the next day so I don't know what it'd be yeah, Christmas is a bit weird now because Curtis's birthday is so close mm. that you sort of have to get over that before you can um... when's his birthday? it's the 22nd yeah right what and your birthday tomorrow? yeah oh struth yeah it's it's busy month December yeah yeah yeah, so like at least he'll have. At least I'm sort of sympathetic because I always had the. N- n- hardly anyone comes to your birthday party because everyone's off doing Christmas holiday yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most kids are either gone to, you know, on summer holidays or whatever. Mm. Um, mm. But um, yeah, he'll be terrible. I said to Vanessa once he gets older, like everyone's gone by the 22nd <laughs> no one's around we have to have his birthday party's going to have to be like the first week of December uh, uh, well it'd be quite good when you got older because then you could just have birthday drinks the night before Christmas it'd become yeah. your thing you just go you know I'm going to have birthday Christmas drinks and yeah. it's going to be on this night and just do it every year and kind yeah. of becomes your thing and and keeping the uh, um, see it's a bit of a two-fold sword because if you want something big two-fold sword two two Two-edged. Two sword. <laughs> Jeez, my language is terrible today. Yeah. Uh, Go on um, about your two-fold sword. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
Like if you want, if you want a big present, you can sort of say, "Well, get it for me for my birthday and Christmas," but then a lot of people just go, "Well, I'll just get you this." <laughs> And you have yeah. it on your birthday, and mm. oh, and that's your Christmas present as well. Mm. That can be quite irritating when you're ten. When you're a kid, yeah, yeah. But you know, or when you're a kid, that doesn't guarantee you because your birthday. I always used to think that people overcompensated at Christmas time, and those around Christmas got treated much better than oh, those of us during the year. Right. Okay. Because everyone was trying to overcompensate. Oh, you poor thing! Your birthday's near Christmas. Collect <laughs> <laughs> <Collects> for presents. <laughs> No. Well, as far as the grandparents are concerned, they just get spoiled no matter no matter what. So mm. yeah, perfect. But he is here, uh, like he put up your you, you donated a box of Christmas decorations yeah. up when you downsized, mm. and they got a, a used this year, and um, I, it was on a Wednesday, so I'd been for a run and I come home and it was like ten past seven. Curtis's run down the veranda oh, dad we've got a Christmas tree look at these decorations hanging on the deck <laughs> I was like holy Jesus I don't think I've ever seen you so excited <laughs> yeah well, it's good though when they get excited about Christmas because mm. it makes you excited again otherwise it's just a bit that, boring though someone said has he done his letter to Sandy yet and I'm like no <laughs> we're not we're, we're not encouraging we're not, that no I'll just and the, the whole I don't know if it's we're, it's not even that we're not encouraging it. It's, it's just a bit, um, a bit amused. Like Santa's just a commercial thing. If he asked for it, sure. But we're definitely not going to be going to shopping centres and getting photos right. of Santa's knee. Like, I just don't see the point. You don't need to encourage that. If if he wanted to go, then sure. Like mm. I wouldn't say no, mate. I'm not going to take you to see yeah. Santa. He's a myth. <laughs> but I'm also not going <laughs> to go. Here, mate, this is a really commercial thing. Get into this being commercial. That's yeah. really good. Um, but yeah. Right, yeah. Hard one. I'm speaking of we children. Are, we're I, going. I better go and help out. All right. Au revoir. See you later. Will I see you before Christmas? What's the date? Probably yeah. not. Oh, well, unless you're busy next week. We can do next week. No, I'm around. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Mm. Hope you cook yourself a delicious dinner. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I think I'll make myself that uh, beef. That beef, mm. which will make Vanessa happy too, because it's her favourite dinner. Oh, perfect. she'll come home going, "It's my birthday or your birthday." Oh, happy laugh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> see you, so. All right, ciao.